The following is intended for entertainment only. No gambling takes place on this website. From his luxurious home studio overlooking Mountain Creek Lake in beautiful Dallas, Texas, it's Under the Table with Jason Ryan. Welcome in, everybody, to episode two of Under the Table. I am Jason Ryan. Let's go ahead and talk about Friday night, shall we? I was a little worried about Friday night because first show, telling people to take their hard-earned money and go and bet games. So I had 25 games, 15 and 10. Not a bad record, 60%. If you want to go even deeper into the numbers, that's a that's a 10% return on investment. Those are good numbers. If you're playing a stock market, 10% growth is a good number. And I nailed the NHL. 5-0 and in the NHL games. NBA got a little tricky on me last night. I was kind of I was upset by that. I'm working on NBA games uh, from a betting standpoint, from a number standpoint, and understanding those numbers. The NBA is kind of lopsided this year anyway. I think the crowds play a big factor, and the more they allow people into the stadiums, the more it's going to, I think it's going to have an effect on the game and the lines. But anyway, yeah, the free plays that I put on Twitter, not so much. Uh, I think I told everybody to take the Sharks and the Puck line, and that didn't work out so well. They lost by two, so, yeah, whatever. Speaking of the NHL, I'm going to get into something that's very near and dear to my heart because I am a uh, huge Detroit Red Wings fan. Um have been, I think, in my whole life, as far back as I can remember watching hockey and uh, up in Ohio, been a Red Wings fan. The fight, March 26, 1997. This all stems back from Game 6, 1996 Western Conference Finals. Avalanche of the Red Wings, uh, if everybody knows history, or maybe some people weren't even alive back then. Claude Lemieux <laughs> checked Chris Draper into the boards, broke his orbital bone, his jaw, his cheekbone, surgery, he had his jaw wired shut, basically took Chris Draper out for a very lengthy period of time. Good hockey players would come right back and play the next night, but those injuries are a little too serious. At the conclusion, well, the Avalanche went on, like I said, they, they went on to win the Western Conference Finals and then the Stanley Cup that year. The next, the coming year, actually, let me backtrack a little bit, Cicerelli, Dino Cicerelli was in the handshake line, which is what they do after every playoff series. Don't know if they're going to do it this year. I don't know if they did it last year. I wasn't really paying much attention. But in the handshake line, he goes, uh, Dino Cicerelli, the Red Wings, he's like, uh, he shook Lemieux's hand, and they got back to the to the uh, clubhouse there, the locker room, and he goes, I can't believe I shook that guy's freaking hand after the game. That pisses me right off. Well, that set in motion a chain of events that is epic. Uh, and if you YouTube, check it on YouTube or uh, and you and you look uh, look it up. You'll see this fight in its entirety because it's all over the place. Uh, and every year is Turtle Day. Uh, every year on March 26th is Turtle Day. So the next the, the next season comes along, and the fourth meeting of the year between the two teams is that's when it started. There were nine fights in this game. The goalies got involved. Patrick Waugh, Mike Vernon <laughs> got involved in the middle of the ice. The the big the big hit that I love the most is when Waugh took a clothesline as he was skating out to get involved in the melee. There was blood all over the ice. Um, there was blood all over the boards. And the, actually, after that part of the fight where the goalies were fighting, later on in the game, there I think there were four or five more fights after that. So this was only the fifth fight of the match of the uh, of the game. Anyway, but it was bloody, very bloody. Um, the Bloody Wednesday Fight Night at the Joe with Brawl in Hockey Town. It's, there's so many names that they've named it. But it's one of the memories I have uh, that sticks to me because I was in the Marines at that point and I was on a boat when it happened and I got it on delay because the Armed Forces Network did not give us games until the day after the game was played so I remember watching this game 
And, you know, then YouTube came around. And I got to be able to see the whole thing in its entirety or whatever. But as a Red Wings fan, it was always fun to, to relive this every year. It's been 24 years now. So, But it's a great segue into the NHL. The National Hockey League. All right. I'm just going to get quick and dirty today. We're going to keep it a short episode. It's a Saturday, so we're going to... I'm not going to hold up everybody's time and go out and cut the grass or whatever you got to do. Here we go. <clears throat> Rangers at the Flyers. Real quick, just take the under uh, and take the Rangers on the money line. Uh, the line's going up on this game. So, yeah, the, the money line is at 125. It opened at 125, and right now it's at 136. So I would definitely stay on the money line on that one if you're betting the one and a half puck line. That's a good return there, but I wouldn't trust it. It's going to be a pretty close contest because they're two equally matched teams, so to speak. The Buffalo Sabres, who frankly stink this year, franchise needs to just be folded and moved up to, I don't know, somewhere in Saskatoon. The obvious choice here is the Bruins and the points. One and a half right now is where it's sitting. Yeah, that's where you go with that one. The Golden Knights against the Colorado Avalanche. Knights are a good club. Still, after they stole everybody the year they came into the league. Take the under five and a half in this. I, I two pretty good teams. I would just say that's. I would just leave it at the uh, at the at the point at the uh, over under on this one. I wouldn't touch either end. Puck line's always one and a half unless something crazy's going on and Vegas decides they want to put one at two and a half. But Blue Jackets against my Red Wings. Blue Jackets and I mean evenly matched for two teams that aren't that very good. Thirteen and twenty one for the Jacks and ten and twenty four for the Wingy Dingies. Lined open up at 148 on this. Again, with the evenly matched teams, you want to just stick to the points. So take the under five and a half on this, which is sitting at 138. You're not, yeah, see now Vegas is saying it's going to, yeah, stick to the under five and a half on that one. Lightning at the Hurricanes. Another good contest. Lightning on the money line. Opened up at 112. It's now at 121. The puck line, though, for some reason, is plus 209 for the one and a half. Yeah, just stick to the money line on that one as well. Predators and Blackhawks, two evenly matched teams. And I only stuck to the uh, the NHL games that actually, actually, I'm playing all of them, I believe. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Preds are 70%, 73 on the money line against Chicago in the last 10 games. So they're seven and three. You could go with the money line on this game and take the over. That's where I'd go with that. The over and the money line. The Panthers and the Stars. Take the under. Yeah, that's a stat that stuck out to me. Panthers are 4-2 in the last six games against Dallas on the under bet. 66%. That's enough for me to make a bet. Uh, so take the under in that, in that game and leave it. Edmonton and Toronto. Maple Leafs and Oilers. Even contest here with the two teams. You know, they got similar records. 23-13 and 13 for the Oilers and 21-13 and 21 and 13 for the Oilers and 21-12 and 12 for the Maple Leafs. Stick to the under on this one. I think the reason why I went to the under on this is because of their points. The edge goes to the Oilers on this if you want to go ahead and, and bet the line on this. Yeah, the under's the safe bet. Stay with the under on this game. And then final game in the NHL, the Islanders at the Penguins. The over's the safe play here. Yeah, over. Islanders, 60% over bets in the last 10 against Pittsburgh. That's you see, what everybody's going to notice if they listen to this enough, they'll know that I'm going to go last 10 or last 8 or last 5 or last 6. How many ever contests it's going to take to build a trend? And that's what happens. I'm building a trend or I'm figuring out what plays the best. Take the Islanders in the spread, too, if you want to get a little crazy. Yeah, I even wrote it down here, plus one and a half. So take that on the spread. 
and the over, and you'll be good to go. And that'll wrap up the chill. Let's go on to National Basketball Association. NBA. I'm only playing today's game, the games today that are really what I'm going to call juicy. There's a lot of duds, a lot of boring games out there, and I'll cover those too. I'm not going to put a number out there for you to bet on, but I'll tell you the games that I think are going to suck that it's not even worth your time. The Knicks against the Bucks uh, in Milwaukee. There's three bets on this game. Take Milwaukee on the money line. They're 80% against the Knicks uh, in the last 10 games. So the spread. Take the spread, <laughs> which is take Milwaukee in the nine and a half. I told you double digits. I don't. I lay off a of double digits, but that's nine and a half. That's technically not a double digit. Milwaukee on the money line. Milwaukee in the nine and a half, and the over on that one. 76ers in the clip. The Clippers are favored in this for obvious reasons. They're you know one of the best teams in the NBA. They're up there with the best teams in the NBA. I don't know where they're at right now. 30 and 16 is their record, while the 76ers are 32 and 13. But are the dog. Uh, they're the dog because they're in L.A. Take the plus four, which is where it's at right now. Yep, plus four. And then take the over 223. I initially had this at the under 223. Now, he's actually under 225. And I decided to, when it dropped down to 223, I decided, to, well, I think the 225 was a little bit much, but the 223, they'll come, they'll go over that. So take the uh, the plus four and the 223 on this, the over 223. Moving on. Grizzlies at Jazz. Jazz are obviously going to win this game. I mean, there's no reason why they wouldn't win this game. Take Utah on the money line. And the only reason why I'm staying away from the spread is because it's at 10. Not that they won't win by 10, but I try to stay away from that number. Double digits, baby. Double digits. The Grizzlies are uh, 60% against the spread versus the Jazz at 6-4. and four. If you want to bet the line, bet the plus 10. The Grizzlies plus 10. To me, it's not worth it, but if you want to do it, do it. That's going to be a sleepy game. Games I'm staying away from that just look like turds, to be honest. Rockets and Wolves, T-Wolves, and the Wizards and Pistons in Washington. No thanks. <laughs> And then the final game in the NBA, uh, Mavericks and the Pelicans. I'm going to stay away from this game. I mean, I, I put a bet there. But last night I watched the Mavericks play a bad game without Luka. And it was depressing to watch. I lost. The, that was one of the 10 NBA bets I lost. Uh, I think I had the over in that game and the Mavericks just straight up on the money line. Lost both bets because the Mavericks lost the lost the game but um they match well betting wise against the pelicans obviously because the pelicans suck and i said that in episode one that's no secret but if there's no luka Doncic in the game you kind of you stay away from the two the number that's hanging there the mavericks are favored by two which makes new orleans the home underdog again and that was actually one of the bets i won yesterday because they were a home underdog and they're playing back-to-back games at home so we'll see what happens there honestly wouldn't even touch this game if you if you're really itching to bet on the mavericks on your home team then just bet the money line on the mavericks don't touch any of the numbers and now let's move on to the ncaa ncaa men's basketball sweet 16 contest folks contests plural I think the first game is Colorado State and Memphis. Take Colorado State on the money line. The spread is plus four. The over is 138 and a half. All the money is going to Colorado State. Even though you look at it and you're like, hmm, I don't know, Jason. This doesn't seem right. Memphis is the better team. I understand that Memphis is the better team. But the money is going to Colorado State. 
Everybody's betting on the Colorado State money line. Everybody's betting on the Colorado State spread, which is plus four. And everybody's betting on the over, just like I said. That's where all the money's going right now. Memphis might win the game. No. Stick to stick to. I'm not even going to get into it. <laughs> it's just not worth it. Uh, there's arguments all day for this, but it's just not going to happen. All right, Oregon State and Loyola, Chicago. Uh, I know a few people that are really sick and tired of seeing this team. Just take the under in this game. Loyola, the Ramblers are on a run like no other. Uh, we have them every year. You know, there's teams here that you would think that shouldn't even be in the tournament, but they're playing Oregon State, and Oregon State is the underdog here. But how good is Loyola Chicago going to be? Again, can they keep this run going? I think so. But I would stay away from all the, sp- the spreads at 7 right now. 124 on the over-under, 124.5. The money tells you to take Loyola Chicago on the money line, Loyola Chicago on the spread, and take the over. I'm going to tell you to take the under, and that's it. Leave it alone. Mississippi State, Louisiana Tech. The only stat that I have on these two teams is that they played back in 2019, so I'm not even going to factor that in. That was pre-COVID. All the money's going to Mississippi State to spread, so if you want to take the two and a half, actually it's one right now. Yeah, take Mississippi and the one. That's it. Uh, they'll cover that one. They're going to win. The, they'll, they'll. <laughs> well, for some reason, Louisiana Tech's the dog. They're the better club record-wise. Louisiana Tech on the money line. Louisiana Tech on the spread. Take the over. This is why I like doing the show on a daily basis, because I get to see the numbers flip on me right away. So if it were my money, I'd stay away from it. But if you're itching to do it, and I'm going to go ahead and put this up as a record, take the over, and move on. Villanova and Baylor, another Texas team that's in it. The money's going to Baylor in the over. And I put down here, take Baylor in the points and take the over 137 and a half. Oral Roberts in Arkansas, speaking of a team that's on the run. Arkansas is favored by 11 and a half right now. Yeah, it's, it's 11. It's dropped half a point. So it started at 11 and a half. Started at 11, 11 and a half, 11, 12. Now it's at 11 and a half again. Okay. The only logical bet here is Arkansas on the money line. 68% of the bet is on Oral Roberts. They're taking Arkansas on the money line to win, but they're betting against the spread, which is a huge number, 11 and a half, like I said. I don't touch anything over double digits. So bet Oral Roberts in the points and then Oral Roberts straight up if you really want to get crazy because that's where all the money's going right now. Take the under. We'll go home happy, hopefully. And it'll be a good, it'll be a good basketball game too. So, All right, last on the NCAA list is Syracuse and Houston. This is for Saturday now. I'll get to the Sunday games tomorrow. It's still over 140. We're going to take it. 141 is the over and under right now. Everybody's taking. All the money is going to the over. All the money is going over to Houston. And all the money is on the spread, which is six and a half. That's that's a pretty good number. Syracuse is, you know, having a decent tournament. So I think the only play on this one is Houston on the money line. And we'll call it a Saturday and hopefully we win some money. Folks, great show. I got to talk about my Red Wings on a podcast, which is kind of great to me because they're my passion. Appreciate you listening to that story. Otherwise, let's have a good day. Let's win some money and uh, good luck. Follow Jason Ryan and Under the Table on Twitter at Jason Ryan Radio and Under the Table DS. Follow DSP Media at DSP Media Online. The proceeding was intended for entertainment only. No gambling takes place on this website. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700.